I'm Jamie O'Kane, CPA, Small Business Advanced Tax Planning and Compliance Extraordinaire. And this is the Abundant Beans Podcast, the podcast that takes my love for learning what makes people tick while digging into the good, bad, and ugly of small business ownership. We strive to give you the insight that only those in the trenches of being and working with entrepreneurs can provide. All right. Well, today I'd like to welcome to the podcast, Steve Gordon. Steve is the CEO of the Unstoppable Agency. He's a two-time entrepreneur and best-selling author of Unstoppable Referrals, Sometimes Referrals, Half the Effort, and the Exponential Network Strategy. He is the host of the Unstoppable CEO podcast and has published over 400 articles on marketing and sales for professional service firms. So many things for us to talk about. (laughs) Um, And his firm, The Unstoppable Agency, helps consultants and digital agencies land great clients by hosting their own podcast and using his proprietary podcast prospecting method. Welcome. Great to be here, Jamie. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what was your first job? My very first job? Well, um, it depends. You count being like lawn boy and pool boy for my dad. That absolutely. My first. I got paid <laughs> for that. Um, I didn't get paid well, but I got paid. There you go. Um, my kids don't seem to really value either work or the fact that, you know, hey, you're going to get some below minimum wage amount to live here and be happy that we're paying you to do something we should make you do for free. But that's a whole other story. Um, (laughs) Yeah, so that was probably my first job. My first job outside the house was uh, working at this kind of local knockoff version of Foot Locker in Jacksonville, Florida, where I grew up. That's funny. Were you helping people size shoes and stuff oh yeah I, I you know i can do the whole thing you know stand up you know let me let me let me feel where your toe is <laughs> do you think that translates to what you do now no not at, not all. at all you're not no. testing where people's toes are and their no. marketing plans no and i was at the time not that great at sales um, <laughs> but uh it was actually kind of fun it was right when the uh, i'm old enough to have been around when the first air jordans came out and so we sold lots of those. They were, you know, it was like a hundred dollar pair of shoes in the eighties, which was mm-hmm. a big deal. Yeah. I remember that. I was, yeah. I was little, but yeah, I remember like that. Three, probably. <laughs> I don't know. What year did the Air Jordans come out? I don't know. It was, it must've been 80, probably 88, 89. I could have that wrong, but that would, that would have been about that time. Okay. Well, I was eight or nine then. Yeah. Not three. <laughs> um, so tell us about your journey to starting your current job your current venture yeah so i um i have a technical degree um and a tiny little discipline of engineering called geomatics which probably nobody's ever heard of i have but if you but. don't have you yeah so yeah if you've if you've ever used google maps then you can thank somebody who has my background mm-hmm. and i went to work for a a small engineering consulting firm out of college um, mm-hmm. as the 10th employee and uh just had a fantastic opportunity there. Um, kind of got taken under the, the wing of the founder and he mentored me. And I'd been there about four years and he asked me to take over as CEO for him and kind of start his exit. Wow. Um, and so that's kind of how I got into, you know, entrepreneurship and, and uh, running businesses. Um, and you know, I was with that firm for another decade or so. And then uh, just really fell in love with the sales and marketing aspects of it more than the technical stuff. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, left and 
started our current firm and we help other professionals get clients. Um, you know, we work with people who, who really are expert at what they do, but maybe they didn't get into what they're doing now with the thought that, Hey, I'm going to have to be a marketer and a salesperson. Is that every small business owner? <laughs> it's a lot of them. Um, it's particularly, you know, so, you know, you're, you're an accountant. You mm -hmm. know. Yeah. You didn't go to accounting school to come out and, and uh, you know, then have to sell clients most mm -hmm. likely. Right. Nope. Um, Wasn't even on the gone, radar. Yeah. You would have gone into the sales program in, in your business school. Right. So, mm -hmm. I, and that's true for an awful lot of people who, uh, who get into service businesses and then they realize, Boy, I got to, I got to do the sales thing. Cause I got to eat and pay the mortgage. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so that's who we help. And, um, you know, and we kind of come in and take over, uh, their marketing for them so that they can focus on what they do well. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, my friend, Stephen Crawford likes to say, um, I, uh, eat what I kill <laughs> in sales, you know, you, you eat what you kill. And it's a very true for, business owners too. Absolutely. Especially small business owners. Um, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty eye opening to start your own business and then be like, Oh, I have to sell stuff. Um, I think almost all of us do that, you know, have that conversation with a lot of people. I'm like, yeah, you have to sell stuff. Yeah. And, and the interesting thing is for as long as we've been doing this as a, you know, a, a society mm -hmm. still, you know, new professionals come out and they struggle, mm -hmm. you know, because they don't know where to start. They don't know which answers to believe. And, mm -hmm. and I actually think the whole process is really pretty simple. Mm -hmm. um, there are really just a few things that you've got to do. And then you've got to make some decisions about exactly how you're going to go about doing those things. Mm -hmm. But they're going to take away my card at the marketers meeting next time for admitting this publicly, but I'll, I'll give you the inside scoop. <laughs> I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Uh -huh. Every marketing tactic works. They all do. Mm -hmm. They so just have to be applied. Firm, have you seen those yellow signs that people use, you know, out on the corners when they want to sell like a beat up house? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You could print those up for your accounting firm and put them out on corners and you probably get some clients. It all works. It, it all works. doesn't all work it, well. Well, some of it... I, I could even argue that. Well, that depends on what you want, right? In the right context. Yeah. In mm -hmm. the right context, it can all work well. And the difference most of the time between it working well for a particular business and it not working at all mm -hmm. is the degree to which that business owner has committed to a particular strategy mm -hmm. and then, and that they've mastered it. Mm. And the, the number one thing that I think holds business owners back after, I mean, I, I've been working with them, you know, with all of our clients now mm -hmm. for uh, a decade. And the thing that we see over and over that totally trips people up is that they're impatient. And so they'll try a particular marketing strategy. They won't get anywhere close to mastering it. They'll try it one or two or three times. They'll mm -hmm. go, Oh, that didn't work right away. Let me try the next one. And then the next one doesn't work right away. And the next one and the next one. And the next mm -hmm. one. And so my next question for you was the biggest barriers and pitfalls <laughs> for well, small business go. owners. And it's consistency, right? It's consistency and impatience. Cause a lot of these, almost everything's a long game, right? So podcasting is a long game. If you're uh, networking locally, it's a long game. If you're networking nationally, it's a long game because you have to create relationships. 
Well, I, and I think it really comes down to, are you selling something that's expensive mm-hmm. and that requires a lot of trust mm-hmm. on the part of your client? Mm-hmm. And if you answer yes to those two questions, then whether you like it or not, the rules of the game are that it's a long game. Mm-hmm. And it's not a long game for every prospect, but you don't know. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and so um, there's a, a guy that I think is just an absolutely brilliant marketer and uh, his name is Dean Jackson. And he's, he boils it down into really, there are only two times that prospects buy mm-hmm. now and later. <laughs> and, and like you hear that, you know, this is like the most obvious thing. Thanks Dean. <laughs> yeah. But there's some brilliance in there because there um, some of them are going to buy now and mm-hmm. we pretty much all know what to do with the ones that are going to buy now. But most of the value that you're going to get out of a, any group of leads mm-hmm. is, uh, it, you know, is from the ones who are going to buy later. Mm-hmm. And so if, if you begin to think about how do I build my, you know, my marketing process, my business development process, so that it takes care of the people who are going to buy later, mm-hmm. you really have solved the whole game. That's really interesting. Oop. Oh, there you are. Um, I lost you for a second. So what have you, so what have, what is you, what have you found that works best for consistent growth? So what is, you know, what does that, that look like for these, for those leaders? Well, so for, um, you know, for the people who aren't going to buy now, it's, mm-hmm. it's simply just staying in touch and being interesting. Mm-hmm. And that that's a challenge, you know, that's, if you talk to a business owner and they go, yeah, I've got, uh, I was at a conference, you know, six months ago and I still have all of the contacts that I made. I have their business cards in the bottom of my briefcase that sits over in the corner because that's the briefcase I take to conferences. It's not my regular one. Mm -hmm. Or they can open up the drawer and say, there's last year's leads. And it's a stack of business cards in the drawer. Mm -hmm. And I'm giving you those examples because I was that guy at one point. You know? Here's my pile from last week's conference. Yeah. <laughs> it's right here on my desk. I haven't done anything yep. with it yet. So it's, you know, everybody has really great intentions and mm-hmm. it's easier to be in the moment and to generate those opportunities. Mm-hmm. It is really hard to figure out how do I stay in front of them for the long haul. So I like to simplify all that mm-hmm. and have one move. If you've got kind of one default move Mm -hmm. that keeps you in touch and then that's all that you do Mm -hmm. um, and it keeps you in front of them at least once a month, but Mm -hmm. ideally every other week or weekly, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be showing up in that future client's life pretty close to when they make the decision to work with someone like you. Mm -hmm. And yeah, and I think that's the missing link for most people. They don't have that one default move or where Mm-mm. people are going to go. So like somebody comes into our world, whether it's because I went to a conference or I gave a speech or they requested, mm-hmm. you know, or bought one of my books, mm-hmm. the, the one default move is we have a podcast. Like you have a podcast mm-hmm. and every week. Guess what? We do a new episode and we email it out to everybody that mm-hmm. is in our database. And so every week we're staying in front of them. And the reason we went to a podcast was because I got tired of punishing myself because I wrote for probably 
four years, mm-hmm. I wrote a daily email to our list. Every weekday I would wake up, <sighs> I would write an email. First thing I did every day, mm-hmm. I got it down to where it would only take about 30 minutes. Um, but it's hard to come up. I, I wrote over a thousand emails. After a while you start repeating yourself, right? Same stories um, over and over. Yeah, and they're like, work. thanks grandpa. <laughs> but when we have a podcast like this, like I'm coming on your podcast here and yeah, there's going to be a lot of background work that happens mm-hmm. when we're done. Yeah. But you don't have to come up with the content. Nope. That's what you have me for. Exactly. And you're going to be on my podcast. And when you do, when you're there, I'm not going to have to come up with the content. You're going to come up with content. I'm going to send that out to mm-hmm. everyone in my database. They are going to think that I'm just a really great resource because I'm connected to all of these amazing people. And I've interviewed mm-hmm. about 180 people so far mm-hmm. on our podcast over the last three years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so every week over the last three years, I show up with somebody new and interesting to introduce to everyone else that I know. Mm-hmm. So it's like, we've got this big party going on. Right. It's fun too. It is. <laughs> it's a lot of fun and it's easy. So all I have to do, and I would imagine, I, I don't know what your process is like, mm-hmm. you know, behind the scenes, but all I have to do on our podcast is at the time you and I are going to meet, I just show up. We have a zoom call just like this. Mm-hmm. I record that. Mm-hmm. I then, as soon as it's downloaded afterwards, it, it immediately goes off to my team. I don't do anything else. Yeah. All of the follow-up is handled. So that's my default move. Hmm. I love that. So what are some, I mean, what are, so why podcasting? We we kind of just, you kind of talked about why podcasting Um, because it gets people in front of people and it creates a wealth of content, right? Um, That you can put anywhere at this point, right? We can upload it to Instagram. We can put it on LinkedIn. We can put it anywhere we want to. Um, So it's, it's a content generator. I would say that like, People ask me all the time, how, you know, how many kind of clients have you gotten in, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it's really not about like the client number, which I really couldn't tell you. It's about the content. Well, it ultimately, it should be about the client number. Yeah. I, I think you have to think about how, um, how, you'll, you, how you use the podcast to do that and, and where it really fits in. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. And we're going to talk about I mean, that. First on of all, podcast. Why, why podcasting? Very simple. Um, you know, I... I told you a few minutes ago, I wrote mm-hmm. a thousand emails. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of work. That's a lot of work. Uh, and in the process, I became a pretty good writer, but I didn't mm-hmm. start out as one. I oh no, I'm a horrible writer. I was kind of a, a reluctant writer. <laughs> but I thought, well, this is the thing I need to do, right? Mm-hmm. Most business owners are not stupid enough to make the decision. To do daily. To do that. Or to do weekly or to do monthly. Now, there are a lot of business owners who have the intention to do uh, you know, a weekly or a bi-weekly or a monthly, and they'll get, you know, the first one out and the second one will be a struggle. And then maybe they'll get that out and then they'll skip about four months and then they'll get back on the wagon again. And you just uh, described our monthly newsletters to the T. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what they are. Yeah. Uh, everybody's, are, you know, everybody goes through that. So mm-hmm. um, with a podcast, when you remove the writing, Mm-hmm. becomes so much easier. There's no blank screen to stare at. Yeah. It's an appointment that you have in the calendar with another person, mm-hmm. ideally someone that you want to connect with. Mm-hmm. And so when we're working with a client on this, we're, we're building out a list of either potential clients that they want to work with mm-hmm. to connect them with, or with centers of influence, people that could refer them to the kind of clients that they want to work with. Mm-hmm. And it's just a great way to connect with those groups of people mm-hmm. to build a relationship with them 
Great value. Um, call like this. Yeah, great. You're giving them a great value mm-hmm. um, because business owners will love to come on a podcast and join you. Mm-hmm. And you get this great strategic byproduct out of it is now you've got content to send out in your weekly newsletter mm-hmm. that nurtures all of your other prospects. Um, and, uh, you know, a lot of people wonder, well, if it's not all about my business and what I do, how will it benefit me? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and first, the, the important thing you need to understand is it positions you as an authority. Right. So if you're inviting people on, let's say you've got a local business, you're inviting all the, the big deals within the community mm-hmm. in, you know, in to be interviewed on the podcast. First of all, they're going to want to do it because they want the PR. And then second, you're now going to elevate to sort of their level of authority or celebrity within the community. Mm-hmm. Because you're associating with them. Yeah. So that's the first big benefit. But then the, the other big benefit is that, you know, you're able to then sprinkle in whether it's, a little segment in each episode or some, some episodes, maybe once a month where it's just you, where you're talking about some problem that your prospects tend to face Mm. and you're educating them on that. And if you showed up every week and talked about that kind of stuff, you would probably, unless it's a problem people are really interested in, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to bore them to death. Mm -hmm. Especially with the, you know, my knowledge base. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, if we if we had a if we had like the weekly tax podcast, yeah, that'd be really boring. Right, you know, you might not even want to listen to it. I, mean, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, but by interviewing business owners, mm-hmm. you've got something that other business owners will want to listen to. Yeah, and part of the part of the deal, I said, you know, the beginning, there are really mm-hmm. only a few things that you have to do to win. Mm-hmm. You have to open new relationships with people that you want to do business with, mm-hmm. and and get their attention. So that's the first thing. The second thing is you have to hold their attention over time so that mm-hmm. when they are ready to buy later, that you're right there. You're top of mind to them. They understand what you do. You're the closest, you know, I, I used to uh, tell everybody in my first business that um, we, we always wanted to be the at hand consultant. We wanted to be right at hand. Mm-hmm. We wanted to be the easiest option anytime a client needed something. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by showing up frequently like that, you get to be that at hand provider and uh, it's just a powerful position to be in. Um, the other great thing that it does is it allows your prospects to spend a lot of time with you. Right. We don't even know it. A, a, yeah. Have you ever had a future client like on a sales call? Not yet. They listen to the podcast. Well, I've had a few sales calls where people are like, oh, hey, you know, I saw, saw you know, because I'm doing a lot of LinkedIn outreach right now. Mm-hmm. People being like, oh, hey, I, you know, I caught a couple of podcasts and, and I'm always just like, what do you think? <laughs> you know, what did you yeah. think? Give me some positive feedback. Um, and they're just like, this is great, you know, but they hop on already knowing me, which is actually really funny because I talked to somebody yesterday and she said something that I was just like, oh my God, we're going to be best friends. She's like, yeah, I thought we would be based on your podcast. <laughs> and I was like, you already know me. Yes. Somehow. That's really powerful. It is really powerful. So we already had a connection because she already felt like she knew me. And she yeah. pegged me too, which was hilarious. And I was like, how did you know? <laughs> well, I, that's to me, that's the great value in it. So you can write stuff, but writing and getting a lot of emotion and personality in, into mm-hmm. the writing and getting that to come through is really difficult. 
it's really difficult. Every time I'm asked to write something, first of all, I'm a horrible writer. And I'm always like, you can just do whatever you need to do this. I'm just giving you the rough draft. Um, or, or do you have an editor on the back end? Like I always ask when somebody asks me to write something, I'm like, do you have an editor on the back end? Somebody's gonna fix this, right? Um, but it's hard because I try to write the way I would speak, but that doesn't always translate. Yeah, it's-, it's Maybe I challenge. have too much personality. <laughs> to write? I don't well, know. <laughs> it, it's it's actually really hard to get too much into your writing. It's very mm -hmm. difficult to do, but we can have this kind of conversation and somebody can listen to it and they mm -hmm. know your personality. They have mm -hmm. a good sense of my personality. Mm -hmm. After they've listened to several of your episodes, they do feel like they know you mm -hmm. um, and, and they truly do. So you can create relationship with someone without ever having met them. Mm -hmm. And what a great way to accelerate your sales process. Yeah. Yeah. really fun it's mostly fun <laughs> it's very very fun yeah i get texts from clients after they do you know i'll have somebody do their first interview mm -hmm. um on on their new podcast and i'll get a text like oh my gosh that was the most amazing thing ever you know like i, yeah. I built this you know this guy loved me loved yeah. me in the interview it was awesome yeah and i always um i always tell our guests too especially like our most nervous ones not you because you've done this a thousand times but i always say nobody has walked out of here without telling me they've had they they've had fun. Everybody's like, that was fun. Thanks. You know, that was fun because people like to talk about themselves and people like to make connections and it's really fun. Yeah, absolutely. So it's, it's, to me, it's the easiest way to do business development. Um, particularly if you're in a business where it's really relationship driven and you need mm -hmm. those strategic relationships. Uh, it, it's very, very effective at that. Awesome. I love it. Um, so kind of tell me, I want to, I just kind of want to know, you said, well, all marketing works, but how, how does traditional marketing fail? So how does like joining networking groups locally or, you know, going out and doing national marketing or whatever and going to all these things, how does it fail usually for people, especially small business owners? Well, so first, most people don't have any real clarity around who their ideal client is. Or if they do, they're not honest with themselves about it. And they mm -hmm. haven't, they have not made a decision mm -hmm. about, well, this is my ideal client. This is who from a marketing and business development standpoint, this is who we're going to proactively seek. Mm -hmm. Most people get all tied up in knots about this whole ideal client niche down, you know, specific target market kind of. I did. Idea. I did for years. <laughs> well, because you think that somehow if you make that decision, that if someone comes at you waving a check with your name on it, that you have to send them away and rip it up. Yeah, not, that wasn't it for me. What it was for me was picking a good match for what, for what we wanted to do for our clients mm -hmm. and also a good psychographic match. So they had to be a good personality match. And that was what was the hardest piece for me. Because I can pick a ton of people or a ton of industries where we can do advanced tax planning. But the question is, is I'm gonna wanna work with those people. You know, getting getting specific is the pathway to progress. Mm -hmm. uh, I have never seen a business accelerate faster from any one decision than the decision to focus on a particular type of ideal client. Yeah, and that's uh, been and, my and the reason for that. Go, go ahead. ahead. You go ahead. I was there just going to say that the reason is really simple, because you know when you're trying to to market to whoever you come across, and this is the typical thing, like you're doing business development at a local networking event, mm -hmm. right? And it's the butcher, the baker, and the candlestick maker in the room. 
and so you have you try and have a message that's generic enough that it means something to the butcher and to the baker and to the candlestick maker mm-hmm. right whereas if you knew going into that that you only wanted to work with the candlestick maker you would go in with a message that only meant and meant something to the candlestick maker and you'd ignore everybody else mm-hmm. and you know what you'd walk out of there with candlestick maker as a client mm-hmm. um, but you walk in with a message that you've dumped down to the least common denominator to try and please everybody and it connects with nobody. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when we got real clear on our niche, um, I had a lot of people be like, that's real specific. (laughs) And I was like, I don't do anything halfway. Like we are very specific about who we're going after right now. Um, and who's the perfect fit for our relationship and our services. Well, and, and the great thing about that is that, and do you, do you talk on the show about what your niche is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about it. Mm-hmm. So um, veterinarians, right? Women-owned veterinarian clinics. Right. It's extremely specific. Women-owned veterinary practices in the United States. Yeah. And so when you're that specific, you can do some pretty interesting things. Mm-hmm. You know, like you can create a book with a title that is something like advanced tax planning strategies for women owned veterinary clinics in the United States. It's in process right now. Nice. <laughs> and guess what that does? That calls out exactly who you want. So when you put it in front of them to try and get them to raise a hand and show some interest in that, mm-hmm. because not all female veterinarians that own their own clinic are going to be interested. Some of them don't care mm-hmm. about their Like I'll send all my money to the government, but some mm-hmm. of them are going to be like, wait a second, mm-hmm. this, this Jamie girl, I, I need to know her because I want to keep more money. Yeah. And you're looking to see which group they're in. Right. Mm-hmm. So you might send them a letter or put an ad in front of them or send them a postcard that offers this free book with that amazing title on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you've got all these leads coming in. Mm-hmm. So it, you know, it allows you to do that. Whereas if you just sent a book out that was advanced tax planning strategies for small business. It's so generic. Yeah. It wouldn't mean anything to anybody. Well, and also I'm learning in the veterinary space as I learn more people or as I meet more people is they don't really like the word business. <laughs> <laughs> they run practices. <laughs> Yes, professionals run practices. Yes, that's very interesting. So, yeah, yeah it's um, it's an amazing niche. And the more I learn about the industry, and the more I learn, I talk to people, and I talk to former veterinarians, and current veterinarians, and people who work with them. I'm just like, this is so perfect for us. You know, so mm-hmm. perfect. You know, it's just all good people, all wanting to help veterinarians. And you know, there's a lot of things going on in the industry that really parallel to the accounting industry. So I'm just, I'm sitting in these conferences like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like I just, I understand it because I'm living it and I'm seeing yeah. it. What a huge advantage. And you probably yeah. don't need a thousand clients. Nope. 150. Next, we want yeah. 150. Yeah. So you, you'll easily go find them. And that's the other thing that people don't yeah. do the math. You know, they sit there and think I'm chasing clients i'm chasing clients i'm chasing mm-hmm. clients it's a never-ending game mm-hmm. most of the the um, professional businesses that i work with whether it's consultants or marketing agencies mm-hmm. or accountants or whoever they're looking for the right you know dozen clients or two dozen clients over the next year mm-hmm. to add to what they have yep that's and that'd true. be a great year mm-hmm. you know not for everybody but for a lot of them and, and that's an easier problem to solve. And that's a problem that really lends itself to getting very specific. 
Um, and then the great thing is once you develop that magic book that you've got in process, right? And you mm -hmm. get all of your lead generation strategies and all your follow-up strategies in place for that one really specific market, it's super easy to just hit the copy button and do it in a very closely aligned market mm -hmm. right next door. Right. You know, and usually most businesses can support doing two or three, maybe four on that, on the outside, mm -hmm. different, you know, specific target markets like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now you've got a really great business mm -hmm. and it's really easy to run and you're not trying to market to anybody and everybody. And you can probably go cold Turkey on that next chamber mixer because it might not be very many female veterinary practice owners there. <laughs> I can tell you right now there's zero of them. <laughs> yeah. Right. So you just freed up some time in your schedule to do something yeah. fun. Which is why I just left, you know, one of my networking groups. Cause I was like, I love y'all. And I like, but I, this is seven hours out of my month. Like yep. I can't anymore. I, I have other things I need cold, to be doing. I went completely cold Turkey on, on all of that kind of networking in 2012. Yeah. yeah. It's, you know, I love the relationships. That was so, the relationships I've built by doing those groups. Um, and I love, you know, honestly, that's who I was pulling from, for my first, you know, people for the podcast. Um, but I realized I forgot about them between meetings and they forgot about me between meetings. Right. <laughs> because we don't see each other otherwise. Right. Right. You know, and some of those were people that, uh, when I was doing it, that I really enjoyed and mm -hmm. I still have a relationship with those people, but we, we have a relationship that, you know, where we have more fun. Yes. Don't show up at seven o'clock in the morning for a early morning Friday breakfast meeting. Oh man, those seven o'clock meetings. I had some, I have somebody that keeps inviting me to like a seven o'clock meeting and I'm like, I can't be there at seven o'clock. I start at nine <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every day. <laughs> I'm in this chair at nine o'clock. Um, so what is, so you, sorry. So you focus on service-based businesses. Why service-based? Um, I, I understand them. Um, we made a decision. That's who we wanted to be a hero to. Mm -hmm. and, and really we focus on people who get paid for their expertise. And, um, you know, that's kind of the world I came from in mm -hmm. my first business. And I, I just understand the challenges of, of trying to sell that. It's not like you're selling, you know, are you, do you know what Krispy Kreme donuts are? Do they yeah. 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 We have them here in yeah. Colorado. Yeah. So those are not hard to sell. Mm -hmm. You know, you turn mm -hmm. on the hot donut now sign and people show up, right? In fact, it's on an app. It's the like, most evil thing in the world. There's an app? Uh, There's a Krispy Kreme? I didn't know that. Yeah, you get the app and it'll buzz you when your <laughs> favorite Krispy Kreme has the hot donut now sign on so you can go get donuts. And I'm embarrassed to say that I've actually responded to that trigger. I so would. It's not hard to sell those, <laughs> but if you're selling accounting or engineering or mm -hmm. consulting or you're a marketing agency and, mm -hmm. and you're trying to get clients and they don't wake up in the morning going, gee, I really wish, you know, my accountant had that hot donuts now sign on, you know, you need a way to stay in touch. You need mm -hmm. a way to communicate with them um, differently that focuses on the, the real problems that you solve because, you know, you do important work in, in your mm -hmm. accounting practice. You save yeah. people tons of money if they'll listen to you. If they'll um, listen to and, me. <laughs> yeah, keep them out of jail. <laughs> Keep you, you know, compliant with all that too. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, and so communicating around those important problems that you mm -hmm. solve 
can some, sometimes be a challenge to do. And, uh, and so that's who we want to work with and who we want to be a hero to. Yeah, it's a massive challenge. Um, and I think the massive challenge is we just do tax returns. So it is product-based. Um, we are Krispy Kreme um, to a lot of people. They think we can, you know, they can just walk in and get tax returns done. So it's interesting because, and I talk about the accounting industry being, being parallels. There's lots of parallels, but the tax return stuff has been commodified. Um, thank God. Hopefully, eventually, we don't have to do anything with it. But it's just, it's hard to convince people you do more than that um, and to pay for that. But also, they want more. They just don't understand what it is they need or want beyond that tax return. So I spend a lot of time explaining how we're different um, or explaining kind of like, what's an EA? What's a CPA? What do you need? What do you actually need here? Um, but I always am like, this is what I think is the best path for you. And a lot of the time it's not us. I just did a, did a discovery session with somebody. I was like, I can't in good conscience charge you what I charge. You know, I can't charge you my minimum. You didn't even make my minimum this year. It's not a good fit for you, but here's what you need to do. And here's what, you know, the next person you talk to, I'm going to write you a little summary of what you just told me. And this is what you need to get together. Yeah, that's called being a professional. Yeah. I mean, it's just about providing value regardless if they're a good fit or not. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly why we've chosen to focus on, on this particular market. We love mm -hmm. working with people like you who mm -hmm. have that, have that kind of approach to things. And um, it's just a lot of fun. I mean, I, I think I told you in the, our, our first conversation, mm -hmm. Um, a few weeks ago, my dad's a CPA. Oh, that's I grew right. Up, I grew up kind of in that small professional service mm -hmm. world, small firm world. Um, I know what it's like. You know, I was the mm -hmm. kid that was crawling around under the desk during tax season while dad was working on the weekends, you know? Mm -hmm. So I get it. it. It's really hard to run a business where you're the CEO, you're the entire sales force, you're the, you know, the one who mm -hmm. comes in the morning to make, and makes coffee. Sometimes you're the janitor. And oh, by the way, you're the product that we're selling too. Right. It is hard. It's really hard. It is really hard. Um, I do have to say though, when I started my firm, I was like, no weekends. Right. So at one point my son was like, oh, it's tax day. And he was, he was pretty little, but he was like, are they going to or maybe it was my daughter, I can't remember. One of the two, they're like, they're going to decorate the library for tax day. And I was like, what? And they're like, they decorate the library for holidays. And I was like, oh, wow. Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then um, I think it was last year or the year before we were driving somewhere and, you know, the, the Liberty tax people have the flipping mm -hmm. sign person. Um, and my son goes, it's tax season. And he looks at me and I go, win. I just, that was a huge win for me for them to not even know it was tax season That's um, because I'd been available to them on the weekends. There are very few accountants who can say that. Um, so I still have a lot, I still have a lot more money to make and I still have a lot of people to help, but my priorities are right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's great. Um, so I was like, yes, the parenting win. <laughs> business owner would. Um, I still have a ton of stuff to do, dude, but we'll get it figured out. Um, 
up. So talk to us about your book. I flipped through it real fast, um, but you said you would offer it to everybody. So we're going to go ahead and put yeah. that in the link down below. Yeah, it's um, just out. Um, it's called Podcast Prospecting. And mm-hmm. we, we've had so many questions about how we're using a podcast to really grow a, a, you know, the types of businesses that we've talked about. Mm-hmm. And I, I just sat down and I laid out the entire strategy there. So for somebody who's listened to this and is like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder mm-hmm. how that would work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it really will take you through the whole thing. And, and there are a couple of things that we didn't get to today that are mm-hmm. in there, including how to create from your podcast a book that will help sell your services, um, mm-hmm. which is a very powerful strategy, which I'm glad you're doing. Yes. Um, you know, and so it, it really kind of wraps the whole thing together. Um, the book is brand new. Um, mm-hmm. You actually can't even buy it yet, but we're going to give it to everybody who's listening um, today for free. Awesome. If they go to our website, go to unstoppableceo.net mm-hmm. forward slash abundant beans. Mm-hmm. They can go there and on that page, they'll see a little picture of the book mm-hmm. and uh, they'll be able to get a copy for free. Awesome. Thank you so much. And it's bite-sized guys. So I get lots of books that are like three or 400 pages and I'm like, I don't, I, I can't. Um, but I flipped through it real fast and I was just kind of looking at it and um, it looks really good, but it's also less than a hundred pages. Yeah. And it's, so it's bonus. intentionally, yeah, it's like, I'm sure that was intentional, but yeah, I just like to mention it. We call them plane ride books. Uh, yes. I love little books that I can, you know, read on one, one leg of a, of a flight. And, yeah. Uh, if I can read it from here to Las Vegas, it's perfect. Yeah. It's a perfect size. It's an hour and a half. Yep. Awesome. That's exactly what you got there. So, um, uh, awesome. yeah, so they can get that. Um, again, it's unstoppableceo.net slash abundant beans. Got it. Got it. We'll put it in the description boxes and all the platforms. Awesome. Um, all right. So before I ask my last question, um, what is the easiest way for people to find, find you? The unstoppable CEO. Yeah, if they go to net. Um, you can find us there. You can find out about what we do. You can listen mm-hmm. to our podcast, get the book. Um, and uh, and if you want to reach out and uh, and chat, you know, you can reach me there. Do that through there. Box. Yep. Perfection. And I'm assuming you have a newsletter We've that they can send up for. Every week. You can, you'll hear about our podcast and some other special events that we're doing. That's awesome. Okay. Um, so my final question for you is what is the one thing every small, small business owner can do today to start a better growth path for their business? Well, we've already talked about it. The number one mm-hmm. thing is get, get clear on who your ideal client is. I, I think that that comes first. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've done that, then the, the next best thing you can do mm-hmm. is um, if you have no other marketing in place, focus on referrals first. Mm-hmm and current client uh, referrals current client and center of influence um and uh we touch on that a little bit in this book and then i've uh i've got a a book that i wrote in 2014 called unstoppable referrals which lays out a system for that um and and that's usually where where people should start i love it because that's i think that's what a lot of us are missing i know i am i'm missing that piece um because I have a whole database. <laughs> it has to be put together, but I have a whole well, database. So here's the preview. Your book, mm-hmm. when it's done, mm-hmm. if if you, and we should get together and we'll talk, maybe yeah. on our podcast, we'll brainstorm some of this. Yeah, yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, and uh, that's, that's the secret to unlocking mm-hmm. massive numbers of referrals. 
That's awesome. Thank you so much for your time. It was really good. And I'm so excited to do it again on yours. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, Jamie, this has been fun. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Um, and we'll talk soon. Thank you so much for listening or watching. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, iTunes, or wherever you prefer to listen. If you learned something and found some useful information to apply to your business today, please consider giving us a thumbs up and a review. Until next week, be abundant. Be abundant.